Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. I am Claire, and joining me as always are my co-hosts Brad and Tammy, who are fabulous as always. And it's season three! Is Welcome. it a, a kick-ass start to the season, or is it a wet Highland fart? You'll find out soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, uh, with that, we are <laughs> going to talk about the episode, The Samurai, and uh, let's let's go ahead and just jump into 60-second summary. <laughs> let's just get this <laughs> All right. started. All of our names are in a device, and I'm shaking it and blowing on it like it's a pair of dice right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa. Open 60 second summary. Okay, let me pick. Brad. Yay! <gasps> what the hell? Traitor. You think season three would bring nope. something different? A little It'll bit never, of a change. Never happen. <laughs> never! Mm. <laughs> uh, nope. Well, Brad's now uh, <laughs> neck and neck with me. So. Mm, cool. <laughs> just, protected uh, forever. It's just like, you know, we're just we're just definitely going to kill Claire. So it's just going to be Brad and I oh, at the no. end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, take a moment, collect your thoughts. Think about what happened in this very important episode of Highlander called The Samurai. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about uh, what was wearing, what people were wearing, who was there, and then who was missing because that person was there. <laughs> Please explain that mystery. <laughs> Why don't you? Um, yeah, but but think about like all the the, the honor. Think about all the honor, Brad. <laughs> all the honor throughout this episode. <laughs> uh, and you know, you got sixty seconds. You don't mm-hmm. want to go ridiculously over or under. Because uh, then you would be a I don't even a know pan pipes like, of xenophobia, chum. Yeah, I, it wasn't as much as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> I thought as we were much as I the X Files again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't X Files level of pan pipes of xenophobia. <laughs> all right, but we, but we we don't want any at all. So Brad, you don't yeah. want to be that. So just just you know do us a favor and just do it in sixty seconds. Just do the yeah. summary in sixty or else. seconds. Or <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Season three, uh, things get dark. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And you'll be going in three, two, one, go. All right. It is the samurai. Is it though? Is it though? <laughs> I guess. We're in Japan. Who's the samurai? <laughs> um, so, Steve McHattie, um, he's already killed Linda Hamilton, he's already snatched a baby, whatever, um, <laughs> but now he's living in Japan with this woman, turns out he's an immortal, they have their bed in the living room in the middle of the room, we'll talk about it, it's a lot, um, but she's cheating on him, he kills her boyfriend, she tries to kill him, but he's an immortal, she doesn't know that, um, it's a whole thing, but here's the thing, um, her family made a deal with Duncan. <laughs> McLeod in like the 1700s they like gave him like a fucking they, he gave them a spyglass that if you ever need any help I'll come help you because I got um like your dad like murdered well not murdered he committed suicide and he was really set on committing suicide because I'm a barbarian <laughs> and it's a lot of bullshit this is a weird episode also Charlie's back <laughs> alright one minute <laughs> I'm glad you you mentioned that Charlie was back otherwise you would have been uh, you would have been short your 60s Save it. Save it. Save it for the end. Yeah. Uh, oh, Charlie. Uh, I'm so happy to see him. 
I was surprised. Yeah, I really I was very shocked. forgot yeah. that we were getting him at all. He popped I up in like, the credits, and I was like, what? And then I thought, oh, maybe they've just like left the credits over from season two because <laughs> everything else was the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we you know. could, we'll talk about the credits, or we could talk about the credits right now before we start everything else. But um, yeah, everything in the credits is from the two previous seasons, and that's yeah. the whole the whole uh, third season, I think. I believe wow. if I looked correctly. I can't um, believe we've still got um, a Chinese cosplay Duncan. Oh, that's, that's forever. Like, that's never <laughs> going anywhere. And then immediately followed by him dancing with the ladies. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. too little, you know. So, yeah, it looks like um, episodes one and two, there are... No. Epi- sorry. Sorry, starting with uh, episode three, there's going to be two scenes that are from episode three and that's it Ooh. that's the only change otherwise wow. everything else is staying the the same the entire season um and all of them is is from clips from the previous two season and of course you know some of the movie clips that they put in but it, that's it so weird i i found that weird at least all right let's go ahead and start off with uh claire what Hello. fun facts do you have for season well- three the, the, the trivia items we'll get to in a minute because they're not great. I want to talk <laughs> about this cast because it is full of friends that we know and love. So first of all, uh, we have as Midori, we have Tamlin Tamita, who I think we mm-hmm. spoke about last episode was in Quantum Leap. She's been in like everything, but we know her mainly from Quantum Leap. She was in that. Uh, awesome. I remember you remembered her because of her name, Tamlin Tamita. Yep. Stephen Hattie, it's Gabriel. Yeah. He's now been killed by the leads in two of the shows that we've <laughs> We've studied because he was. Was he murdered by Vincent? I don't know. I can't remember who killed him. Oh, surely Vincent. Vincent? Yeah, yeah. No, he got shot. No, he got shot because he had that spectacular death where he spun around twenty thousand times um, and (laughs) landed on the ground. And I, I wanted to make a gif of it because it made me laugh so hard. Um, So I can't remember who it was, but he's awesome. He's been in like so many cool things. Like so many things. I can't name them, but yeah, he's great. So then we also have. Have, uh, Did he get killed in X Files? <clears throat> he was in X Files. He was the wasn't he like the red-haired man or something? Yeah. But did he? But get he, he doesn't have red hair. Yeah. Oh. I, I think all okay. those guys died. Okay. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's been in like everything. He was in Watchmen. He's great. Then we have Robert Ito, who, who played Hideo Koto in this. And he is a hero because he was in Buckaroo Banzai! Hooray! <laughs> 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 um, like, well, he was the also best in the X-Files ever. episodes with Stephen McCaddy. Oh, oh nice. Weird. That's cool. Yeah, Weird. he's been in like everything. Yeah, Double in crossover. X-Files he was Dr. Shiro um, yeah, he's been in like tons yeah, of yeah. stuff. It's great. And then last of all, including we, an episode of Highlander. <laughs> yes, including this. And then we had well, no, Hero- no, another. He's been in two episodes oh. of Highlander. <laughs> oh, wait, was he St- in the previous one? Stephen McCaddy was also in Quantum Leap. What? He's been in all our. Was he ever in <laughs> The Prisoner? I doubt it. <laughs> no, he was not. <laughs> Can you I- imagine if we get a Prisoner crossover? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> he just shows up in every show we ever watch, and we're like, wait, hang on a second. Because he was in the. Are we, uh, he was are in we the really last just doing? I was like, oh. are we just really oh, doing was. a Stephen McCaddy podcast? Yeah. <laughs> we are. We, did, we, are. Yeah. Oh, we need to get him on the show, and he'll be like, "Why am I on the show? I was only in like one episode." We're like, "Yes, but we only watch shows with you in." <laughs> You're, it's you and Lance Henriksen we love. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. um, 
<laughs> and then the last uh, member uh, member of the cast I wanted to talk about, I was very happy to see, is Hiro Kanagawa, who is awesome. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. this guy. He was in X Files. He was in the episode with the throat boat. <laughs> uh, also starring Bradley Westwing, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> Bradley <and it> was, <laughs> Westwing. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, and he was, uh, yeah, the episode with the throat boners. I'm pretty sure he was in Quantum Leap as well. He's he's in everything. He's, he's great. He's in Star I Trek Discovery. <laughs> he's awesome. Every time he pops up inside, I'm happy. And then the only trivia that was on IMDb was you can you can see by watching the episode, which is this episode explains how McLeod got his katana and first learned martial arts, which was kind of fun because we did wonder how he got his katana. So I'm glad we found that out. Yeah. Um, and then it also mentions about how this is the first episode to label the flashbacks with a location and date. Japan 1778, which I'm sure Brad was very happy with for the uh, the map. <laughs> I mean, I, I always look it up on, on the website anyway, so it doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, like I me- I mentioned to you guys, so, you know, I have the transcript for the DVD extras. So many fucking extras for this episode, so I just not ha- And, okay, let me back up. First of all, I didn't read all of them. I just kind of skimmed them, so there's that. But mm-hmm. the other thing is, part of the flash or the transcripts now includes, like, so, like, last time on the DVD extras, it was like, you know, David uh, Abramowitz and Bill Panzer talking back and forth, and that was it. But now they're including clips from the episode as part of their discussion, and so Ooh. the transcript kind of, like, breaks up into, like, which makes it even longer. So, you know, uh, talking head, talking head, talking head, here's a clip of the show of what they're talking about, now talking head again. And so it's just like, this is too much to read. It's very overwhelming. Mm. So we'll sit, we'll see if all the uh, it looks like at least the first couple episodes are like that so i'm just like mm, well i'm gonna have to like make an actual effort to read these right right away <laughs> <laughs> and not try and read them right before the podcast because this is too fucking long um but they did have let's see uh, everyone made it seem like this was their favorite fucking episode so wow. there's that i mean uh, they cast but like that's... i think that 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 actually played a lot into it was the casting I think they really liked mm-hmm. a lot of the the cast members because a lot of them were talked about in this in the um, okay. transcript. And then um, and then they did like and I also like like this idea of Duncan kind of being a fish out of water, which I I mm-hmm. like that too. Um, the shade it was really funny in this episode. Yeah, the shade that uh, Maya throws at him is fucking incredible. I love yeah. it so much. Um, and then Adrian Paul even talked in the. Um, the DVD extras about uh, just how he liked playing this part. And uh, let's see, there's a, I'm trying to just kind of skim through his, I don't know. He just talked about how he liked being in this episode. Then I, I think the most interesting thing that I was reading was the guy, the um, F Braun McAsh, who's the sword master for this episode. So mm-hmm. he says when he was first hi- hired to Highlander, I was on a show contract. So uh, obviously you have to be able to slot into a, a family that already exists. So I don't know if this is his first season with Highlander. Because that's going to be interesting, because then we might get different sword play mm. than we have in the previous seasons. Mm. Um, so, But this I thought was interesting. He said, and if Adrian couldn't work with you for any reason at all, obviously you wouldn't be able to hang around. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I just, was, I didn't realize. Mm. I mean, I could tell Adrian Paul has a lot of say in different things in the show. I mean, we talk about him having like these... Imp- improv lines 
And his are actually good, unlike David Duchovny's, so mm-hmm. there's that. But, you know, you could tell he has some say, but this was, I just thought that him saying that about like, well, if you, if you, Adrian Paul didn't like you, then you're fucked. Like, I just thought that mm. was kind of crazy. Um, and then he does go into that part where, where uh, Duncan catches the sword between his hands. And so what yeah. he did for that part is he actually wanted to see if that's something that could actually be done before he put it in the show. So he practiced with, um, I'm I, he says a friend, but I'm assuming not just like some random person. I'm assuming someone who knows what they're doing with swords. Um, so he started off, he says, uh, when you're doing, what you're doing is you're clamping the inside heel of the hand against the spine of the blade, which is above the cutting edge. And so I tried a couple times just holding the sword and having a friend of mine increase pressure towards me to see if a can you actually hold it and then i had my friend slowly building up speed actually thrusting the sword at me and trying to actually catch the sword no and when i convinced yeah and when i convinced myself that it was physically possible to do i then put it into the choreography where mcleod gets his sword blade caught in between the two rocks knows he can't get it out in time and simply catches his opponent's sword and then goes into the hand technique on his opponent's arm that allows him to strip the sword away from him, reverse it, and then through him. So I just thought, like, I read that. It was like, that's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. And also, it's kind of exciting to think about what they're going to do with these swords if this guy's, like, really trying to see, like, what makes sense mm-hmm. with the sword versus what just looks cool. Like, can, would this actually mm-hmm. be something that someone Good could work. do if they yeah. were trained? I mean, I, I he doesn't go into like, well, Adrian Paul also had to practice someone thrusting the sword at him. I'm I'm guessing they maybe didn't use <laughs> like something that yeah. would hurt Adrian Paul. But you know, the fact that okay, if someone Still. was a sword nerd and watched this because we do know mm-hmm. lots of fucking sword nerds watch the show. Fucking sword um, nerds. Goddamn sword nerds. My we haven't talked about you guys in a while. But... I think I've mentioned that before. What happened? Yeah. My sister's friend is married to a sword nerd, oh, and that's all he does. Include it, like, and just lets the, the white face, you know. It's weird. Um, but yeah, but people like that, like, they could watch this. I think that's why sword nerds like the show, because these are things you actually could do with swords, which, I mean, I'm not a sword nerd, but that is cool. Um, and then the production designer just talked about trying to find the right space and things that maybe could have, like, the essence of Japan. <laughs> And how how much extensive research they did on like what the homes would look like in the in 1778 or you know in the late 1700s or whatever um, in Japan and like all these different things that they did to try and make this as authentic as possible, which I thought also was crazy because sometimes I feel like especially from a production standpoint, like you're just fucking looking for a place that is available. And so the fact yeah. that they did like all this research to make it look as authentic as possible um, was interesting and also david abramowitz had mentioned that he did feel that they spent much more time and energy on the flashbacks and thought that they turned out excellent whereas the the storyline for current day was not as Mm -hmm. good (laughs) so yeah which i agree i think the storyline for the you know i think like aesthetically the storyline of the flashbacks was gorgeous and the costuming was beautiful. Yeah. So, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's your season premiere so you're trying a little harder to... Yeah, yeah. But but I thought it was interesting that they said like, okay, like we definitely spent more time on the flashbacks and we just did not focus as much on the current storyline, which shows. So, 
Alright, so that's what I have. Um, you know, uh, Dusty Reviews also did not think this was the best start of a season. <laughs> so Yeah. And also felt that some things in the episode were actually even cringy. <laughs> <laughs> which I've not seen him say in any wow. other review. Um, you know, he, he says it was a bit torn about whether some of the emphasis, especially some of the emphasis on like honor, like yeah. that shit was a little cringy. Like he's he specifically thought like some of the flashback stuff was okay, but like at the end when Midori like starts talking about uh, her great, 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 great grandfather or whatever, Koto, like all that shit was very cringe. So... Um, and it was, it was done really weird and it was awkward and I didn't, I'm like, she's not, she's not going to miss this old dude who she's never met that much. And it was weird. Um, uh, but he liked Adrian Paul's performance. He also did a quick, uh, which I, I appreciated, but we have a Brad, so I already knew Brad was going to do this, but he did a quick look at when Duncan was in Japan versus when he was in China, but I'll let Brad talk about that. Uh And, um... uh But I did, I did like, I was like, oh, that's so funny that Dusty was like, all right, I need to know the timeline on this. And I was like, dude, you need to know the fucking timeline all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. We need to, we constantly need that timeline updated. Um, and of course was happy Charlie was back. Nowhere does it mention about Richie not being in the episode. Are we the only ones who noticed this? I, are we the only people who notice that Richie and Charlie are not in the same episode? See, the thing is, people have sidekick blindness where they just, <sighs> they think all sidekicks so look the same. Yeah. I guess it's very bizarre because, like, I don't understand how we can't find any shit on this. Like, I don't understand yeah. it. Even if literally it's it was so like, we can't pay for, for both of these actors in the same episodes. Like, even if it was that. Like, yeah. I just... Yeah. Something, something. Tell me, somebody, tell me why are these people they're not sharing, in the They're sharing a co-star salary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels like that because there's no explanation. Yeah. Like, Very, I would yeah. hate to think, because Stan Kirsch, like, IRL seemed like he was probably a really fun guy. Like, you know, stories that, like, Adrian Paul tells about him and stuff. And so I would hate to think, like, him and the guy that plays Charlie, like, just did not like each other. I don't like that. I mean, I think it's funny, but I don't like it. So (laughs) I'd rather it be something budgetary that they couldn't be in the same episodes. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got. Brad, what was happening the day this episode aired? You guys, there's so many things happening. So many (laughs) things. Because obviously, new season, we're jumping a little forward in time. So it is now. Manchester United is still number one. (laughs) Well, we'll find out. Um, It is September 26th. A Monday, 1994. Um, still on Mondays. Still on yeah. Mondays. Um, yeah. Now, um, first and foremost, um, it is uh, on this day, Switzerland banned racist propaganda. Cool. Wow. When is the U.S. going to do that? <laughs> Not anytime soon. Clearly. <laughs> Not anytime soon. Because like they, they, we'd be, we'd be real busy banning a lot of stuff. Um, also, also on this day. Um, wow, no Catholic shit, huh? Weird. Why wow. the website's just fucked up? I think the website's we, just not showing maybe it. Maybe ca- uh, Catholics, uh, are Catholics finished by then? They finished at some point that year. Ah, uh, no, that's like <laughs> the Catholics were finished. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, they I burnt the Vatican to the ground. Hopefully. And most important thing, top song in the U.S. 
uh, Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. Sure. Top song in the UK, <laughs> yeah. Wigfield, Saturday oh, Night. Do you know that song? No. Saturday uh, Night Dance, I like the way you move, pretty baby. <laughs> did you know that? What the hell? <laughs> it was like a little dance song and you had to dance to it. <laughs> I, I am assuming you actually did the dance while you you told us oh, about yeah. that, Claire. I, 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 I did not I kind of bounced side to side. <laughs> Very strange. Oh, Very strange. I love this little travel back to the 90s in Britain. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> oh, I, it's fake. It's fake. You live in a fake country, Claire. Sorry. I feel like we haven't got to, like, Britpop yet. That's coming. I can't remember mm-hmm. when Britpop hit. That would mm-hmm. be a thing. Well, uh, let's talk about what's happening at the box office on, sept- on September of 1994. Um, got a couple new movies this week, but we haven't talked about any of these, so it's going to be great. Um, number one for the second week in a row, Time Cop. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a goodie. Um, number two new movie this week, Terminal Velocity. Oh, who was in that one? Uh, great question. It like the- it's, I mean, we all know that it is clearly was uh, it Charlie Luke? Sheen and Natasha oh, Kinski. Sheen. No, James yes, Gandolfini. Okay. Um, number three for the twelfth twelfth week in still in the theaters. Forrest Gump. Oh, <sighs> still there. Wow. Oh, that great comedy, Forrest Gump. Man, there is a movie. What a good that, comedy. Like, <laughs> there's so a movie funny. that only gets worse with time. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> One of the only movies that my family watched. Um, like it's a very one of the like five movies that my family watched. Um, number four, Quiz Show. Oh, I've seen Quiz Show. Yeah, it's fine. Do I know who's in it? No, uh, <laughs> I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. Is it Robert De Niro, or am I getting it mixed up with King of Comedy? I don't know. I've seen it though. I recognize it. Um, how are you confusing it with King of Comedy? No, it's not King of Comedy. I don't know. Claire, what? that's insane. It's Quiz Show. It's about a quiz show in the fifties. Yeah, but I've seen it. But I'm, King I of Comedy is in it. King of Comedy is like in this like in the seventies or eighties. No, I mean I'm thinking is like Robert De Niro in it because he was in King of Comedy. Uh, yeah, I so that's don't, why I'm getting don't think it he's in it. Up. No, I don't think he's in oh, it. I don't think it's uh, Ralph Fiennes, John Turturro, uh, yeah, Martin yeah, yeah. Scorsese. Uh, Look, Martin Hank Scorsese. Did it. He's basically Robert. Right? He is not. <laughs> he is not. But, Look, my country had Wigfield Saturday Night's number one. Your <laughs> country I'm, is fake. Um, um, number six, Natural Born I've Killers. I've sent you a picture of Wigfield as proof. No, it's a fake photo. <laughs> fake news. Um, six, Natural Born Killers. Seven, The Mask. Oh. Uh, yeah. Eight, Milk Money. Nine, holding in for 11 weeks, True Lies. Oh, nice. Wow. I love True Lies. It's a great movie. Um, it should have been doing be. better than Forrest Gump. Seriously. Um, ten, so Karina, Karina. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Eleven, Speed. Wow. And at the 12th spot is a new movie this week. At the 12th spot. The 12th spot. Shawshank Redemption. Wow. Oh, yeah, because wow. it was a bomb when it came out. Yeah, apparently. It, like, bombed badly, I mean, and now it's, like, also, the most look at this, film ever. This list of movies is insane that I've, that I've been reading, and I'm not done, because number 13 wow. is The Client, which has been around for 10 weeks. Um, yeah. Number 14, back in the theater, it was in and then it was out, and now it's back, uh, Jurassic Park. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Number 15, Maverick. Jurassic Park. Maverick is still holding in there at 15. Wow. Number 16. Number 16, Claire. Bottom of the list, Color of Night. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> in its sixth week. In its oh, sixth week. The film that stars Bruce Willis and his penis. <laughs> 
But weird. Ugh. Weird. What a list of movies, though. This is like, yeah. I mean, Time Cop, Forrest Gump, Terminal Velocity, Quiz Show, Clear and Present Danger, The Mask, uh, True Lies, Speed, Shawshank, The Client, <laughs> Jurassic Park, Maverick. Like, those are like those are some big movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, this well, is... Well, I just am laughing at Jurassic Park, because, like, isn't the new Jurassic Park movie coming out with everyone from, like, the original yeah. Yeah. Movie, including Jeff yeah. Goldblum, <laughs> your, your beloved. This is the new he's, the, he's the shining gem in those movies. Oh, what are God. you talking Every about? Every single movie apart from the first one is utter trash. First one's good. These new films, they've got like clones running, like clone humans running around, and stupid Chris Pratt and women running in high heels. Get clone out humans? What? Yeah, uh, Brad. Oh you yeah. Not watch Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom or whatever. I for- they I got for- a cloned a clone girl. I- and at completely the end, forgot about that. That film, I sat through that film and I wanted every single character to die. I hated them all so much. And at the end, they're like, well, these dinosaurs deserve to live, so we should like l- release them into the world because that won't have any bad effects. And so they do it, and then the trailer for this new film is them going, wow, we really shouldn't have released all those dinosaurs into the world. We're fucked. And it's great. Um, if, but, I yeah. could, if I could have a choice between living in the world as it is right now are releasing dinosaurs into the world. Yeah. I'm l- listen, I'm opening the gates Release in Florida. Those dinosaurs. In Florida get ready for some dinos. Maybe we they'll take dinos. care of some of the Nazis. They're, they're in they're in Gotham. We've got dinosaurs where they are. We need some we need some dinosaurs in Florida. Mm-hmm. What if all the animatronics in uh, Universal Studios just came alive and started running around? Uh-huh. <laughs> Good, because they'll eat all those universal fools first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dinosaurs in the dinosaurs ride in uh, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Including yeah. The, the dinosaur that you named Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Shannon. I about that. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> hey, why am I so stumpy? Why do I sound like Danny DeVito? <laughs> uh, guys, we make our own fun. This is... <laughs> <laughs> we have to. <laughs> Um, guys, what was on TV in the fall of 94? Oh. Great question. Um, so ABC, we got Coach, we got Blue Skies, and then we got Football. Um, soccer. No, I mean football. <laughs> um, you mean s- rugby? I mean, I mean the, the game that has both an end zone and a goal post, which I say is overkill. Yeah. Nobody seems to agree with me, but I think it's too much. You pick one. Um, on CBS, we got The Nanny, Dave's World, Murphy Brown, Love and War, and Northern Exposure. Whatever. Fox, we got Melrose Place and Party of Five. Wow. Hello, 90s. Hello, 90s. Yeah. Um, wow. NBC, we got Fresh Prince and Blossom. And, oh. then, and then an NBC Monday Night Movie, A Friend to Die For. Oh, Brad, oh. tell me more. <laughs> The meeting of two teenage girls from different backgrounds leads to tragedy. Angela Del Vecchio is from the wrong side of town, but she feels optimistic until she meets rich and pretty Stacy Lockwood, who shatters her confidence and makes her feel a failure. Their desire to become the pop to become the most popular fuels jealousy towards classmates, ultimately leading towards murder. Oh, this movie stars Kelly Martin, Tori Spelling, Valerie Harper, and Marley Shelton. Oh, 
So, oh, it's also known as Death of a Cheerleader. Oh, I've heard of Death of a Cheerleader. Yeah, I was like, this sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh man. The, okay. The uh, hold up, hold up. Um, I am going to put this in the Facebook chat because the image of the poster on Wikipedia is amazing. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's great. We've got a, ro- a real sad sack on there. Oh, real sad sack Kelly Martin. Oh, no. Oh, so yeah, that's that's a goodie. So I like that. I like that. So, I'd be watching yeah. that. I think. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely be watching that. Oh, you you would you would watch that instead of um uh, the episode of Love and War? A lonely nation turns its eyes to you. What the? Yeah. Hmm. You would watch, <laughs> Sorry, you would watch that instead of the Buffalo Bills versus the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. Absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> Three times over. Hmm. But you'd be missing Party of Five, the episode Good Sports. Ugh. I never watched Party of Five. No, I did not either. No. So, um, there's that. There's that. Yeah. But somehow I knew, like, all the actors from Party of Five. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah that guy's in Party of Five. Because they would just appear in, like, magazine stuff. Yeah, I, I guess so. It. What's crazy about, like, looking at these, like, TV listings is, like, I don't realize, like, these things don't seem like they, they happened at the same time. Like... Coach, Murphy Brown, Melrose Place, Fresh Prince, Blossom. These don't seem like these shows were on at the same time to me. Fresh Prince and Blossom definitely were on at the same time. I, See, I, I feel like that Blossom, I, in my mind, Blossom's before Fresh Prince. I don't know why. I think Blossom is more late 80s. But Murphy Brown and I don't know, there was another one. Like Party of Five. Murphy Brown and Party of Five do not seem like they should be in yeah. the same years at all. No, because like Murphy Brown went on forever and we are in the that, later that's what seasons I think. of Murphy Brown. I was going to say that had to be it because I was like, it couldn't have been Murphy Brown in its heyday. Yeah, I, like it's it, it, it feels, feels strange to me to imagine Murphy Brown extending into the Clinton administration. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like the Dan Quayle uh, moment with Murphy Brown is like... <laughs> Like, that's Pinnacle Murphy Brown, and it just didn't exist after that. <laughs> but it was amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you're right. I don't think some of these shows... Some of these shows, I definitely am like, oh, yeah, they were on at the same time. And then some of them, I'm like, I don't... How are they on at the same time? Yeah. Weird. Very strange. Very strange. All right. Well, thank you for that update, Brad, because we need to know all the... I mean, sorry, just throwing out other shows that were on at the same time. The last season of Highlander... I believe would have been out at the same time Buffy the Vampire Slayer was on. I was on. just thinking, was it on? And, and yeah, I'm just was like, Buffy crossover? yeah, oh, God, I would have loved if there was a Buffy, Buffy crossover. But also, when he caught the sword this episode, I was like, hey, Buffy does that. She did it! <laughs> Yay! I forgot about that. I mean, yeah. I feel like Highlander and Buffy to me both feel so quintessentially 90s. Oh yeah, yeah. very like, much so. I mean, clearly one's one's more earlier 90s and one's more later 90s, but like, yeah. I, I feel between those two shows, that is the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that explains all of the 90s. Like, yeah. Literally from beginning <laughs> to end, all the 90s are mm-hmm. wrapped up in those two shows. <laughs> you, you can chart nerd shit through those two shows <laughs> in the 90s. Uh, my love of swords just never stopped, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and yet, I never even knew that there was a Highlander. Wow. We couldn't see the Highlander movie. crazy to me. Like, yeah. I, I, that's so weird to me. I Very strange. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna watch a movie in a couple episodes here. We got, we got eight episodes of season three, and then we we skip into a movie. Yeah, which is 
crazy to me. I'm like, yeah. wait, we've got another Highlander movie, but there's like 50 Highlander movies. So we got we to go back to Connor and his stupid white sneakers. Yes. <laughs> if he's not wearing white fucking sneakers oh. in that third movie, I will riot. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know the fuck. If that fool is not dressed like garbage. Like, get out of here. <laughs> You see, my sneakers, they're brown because they got muddy because I was dueling. <laughs> I need to go and take them to the clean and make them oh, white again. Get <laughs> out of here, Connor. I guess I should go to Kmart and get a new pair. <laughs> <laughs> I love so the wild. blue light specials. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to get into this uh, episode? Yeah. Yes. All right, so um, let's see where we're starting off. I'm not even, like, on the right thing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> mm. I thought I was prepared. I am not. All right, so we're in Hi. downtown Tokyo. <laughs> That's where we're at. And we're going to talk about furniture, is what Brad told me. We're going to talk about furniture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brad, go. <laughs> okay, first of all, what the fuck <laughs> is this setup? All right, why is your bed in the middle of the floor of the living room of this apartment? Yeah. You can't trick me and tell me, oh no, but uh, this is just like a Japanese layout. No, no, this is fucking bullshit. This is the living room of an apartment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does say penthouse bedroom, but uh, that's the biggest bedroom in a city where my understanding is everything is teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah, if, that's, yes. if the bedroom's that big, why is the closet so small then? Yeah. Why is, yeah. Why is, why is the hallway closet, I mean the bedroom closet, I, <laughs> like, guys, could you could you not, like, have a, what, what, what were they thinking? This bed looks like a, I mean, apart from the fact that it has, like, a bedside cabinet next to it, I would imagine it's like a fold-out couch. That's what it looks like, but yeah. also it doesn't. But it doesn't. has a bedside cabinet, or yeah. a bedside table next to it but i mean to be honest that bedside table could be a couch side table but it looks like a fold-out couch like this is weird this is yeah it looks super uncomfortable i'm like who's fucking on that like it looks so uncomfortable but uh here Um, i kind of go on now oh good Oh, yeah. 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 So we, we meet Midori and Akira. Yeah. Very attractive couple. Mm-hmm. I like that she's like combing her hair <laughs> while they're talking. She's like, look, I know we just fucked, but I, I like to look my best. <laughs> I like, don't want oh. bedhead. Exactly. Um, so they're cute. They're complimenting each other. And then Kent calls. Goddamn Kent. Ruining Kent. everything. Uh, so he says, uh, oh, I'm sorry to wake you, but I'm halfway to the airport and I realized my briefcase was in the closet so i just wanted to give you a heads up i'm coming home you know in case you're doing and everything yeah and so majori immediately immediately is like akira get the fuck out of my place right now Um, redhead man's coming yeah and then kent of course is is faking it he's just in the down downstairs in the parking garage and they kidnap akira and uh i feel bad for akira but also i'm not quite sure how he's murdered like is he just sliced across the chest yeah that's yeah i think so i so what's like i know immortals like a lot of them for some reason are just arbitrarily assholes for some reason because they don't give a fuck about anybody but like if you're immortal are you gonna like give are you gonna be jealous are you like gonna care about somebody like i okay wait hold on sorry sorry i gotta stop i gotta stop everything because the video was just playing on my screen and Mm -hmm. at the three minute 53 second mark you can see what's on the other side of the room from that bed and it's a couch there's a couch (laughs) the bed is facing a couch (laughs) 
Oh, you're right. This is the living room. <laughs> what, is, what, what is happening? So is it a Maybe she didn't want to have sex room? with Akira in the bed that she shares with McCatty. No, because McCatty uh, says later that he smells him on his pillow. Yeah, no, that, oh. and there's, it's not like there's not, it's not like that bed folds into anything. That's a bed. No. There's no, it's just a bed. It's, it's a living room bed. Yeah, no. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That was shocking to my core. <laughs> also, like, why you is that so ugly? Um, this whole, this is like the shittiest apartment. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but if you're an immortal, like, why are you going to be jealous? Like, that's, that's Because weird. maybe he just, because humans live so much shorter than he lives, he sees them even more as like, he's obviously sees any partner of his property, but maybe because they have such short lifespans compared to him, that's even more elevated. I do I do think it has uh-huh. to do with him seeing her as property, not as yeah. a person. Like, I don't think it's yeah. jealousy. It's more like, this is mine. Yeah. Not this person that I love or care for. Like, I don't think he cares about Midori at all. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe. But it's also Stephen McCaddy, so it's kind of difficult to tell yeah. if well, he, he actually about cares how, about somebody. He but, says about uh, how beautiful she is, but it's more like, oh, she's a prized specimen. <laughs> Join me. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what I got out of it, too. Like, I didn't think he actually cared about about her he just cared that he that that is his property that's so weird like it's i mean it's weird in general obviously but yeah. as, but if you're an immortal that lives forever like to have these like feelings i, I think it's even stranger i think i think uh what's his face i think duncan would have been jealous if if something if tessa was cheating on him i could see that yeah but i think it would have been because he cared about tessa and he would have been hurt versus this guy i don't think it's he's hurt i don't think his ego is hurt i think it's more this is my property and this belongs to me and and it would have been the same as if he owned a store and this guy stole something from him like it's a it's the same concept for him um has nothing to do with majori being an actual human who clearly doesn't care anything about him because she tries to kill him later (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I don't know how he kills, uh, how Kent kills uh, Akira. <laughs> I'm very confused. No, it's, yeah, it's weird. Um, I was sad that Akira only lasted for like the first five minutes of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll be back. It wasn't like, I swear like Hiro Kanagawa was in like X-Files like, three times. Yeah. So maybe he'll yeah. be back. Yeah. I mean, if not, I, I just really like this actor, so. Yeah, me too. Um, especially especially in, in the last season of Discovery. Yes. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> just being a jerk. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, Ken is talking way too much about a sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't you just marry your sword, Ken? Ooh. But again, I, I think it just, again, goes back to this idea that Ken just cares about things. Mm. Like, tangible things. Um, so... Uh, what's her face? Um, Majori has run downstairs in her little robe and watches as Kent kills Akira, which is terrible. Do you think she's also like, how How did he kill him, though? I don't understand. No. <laughs> um, so she clearly runs back upstairs before Kent can get there. And, um, oh, she had, by the way, she had only run downstairs because she went to go look for this guy's briefcase and Kent's briefcase was not in the closet or he said he left it. And she was like, oh, no. And that's the only reason she ran downstairs. Pants are fire. Yep. I, I got a real question. Of, okay, I'm, I'm looking at the Highlander wiki um, to get to get my immortal facts. Um, All right. I Like, I don't know where this information comes from. <laughs> like, how yeah. they get, like, the details. Because it's clearly on the episode. And I, I don't think... Holy fuck. Um, I don't think we're going to get more details. But there are some amazing details, including... Um, <laughs> 
Uh, he was born in 1866, so fuck that, baby immortal. Um, <laughs> he, he died for the first time in 1911. Um, I'd like you to guess how he died. Um, you both get 19- one guess. 11? Yes. Okay, so... So before... The before the Spanish... Was that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I would love if it was the Titanic. I don't think it's the Titanic. Uh, I think he was... He was shot down. Bad business dealing. He was shot down. He was a tax guy. Oh. Because <laughs> he looks like he was an asshole was corporate tax guy. Titanic. Oh, I don't know what year that was, huh? but I'm going to say the Titanic. Titanic versus tax guy? What about caught in a threshing machine? <laughs> A what machine? What threshing. A threshing machine. Wow. Like, wow. now, according to Zavia St. Cloud, um, shouldn't that mean he should still be uh, mangled? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Zavia. I don't know. Who's making say- Where are these facts coming from? Are these from, like, Highlander trading cards somewhere? Who's making up this I can't story? Wait. Also, I can't see this guy ever, even in the 1900s, working on a farm. There's no way. No. Well, he was born in Topeka, so... Topeka, Kansas, 1866. I mean, he's a random white dude, I guess. He was a farmer from Kansas who became immortal in 1911 following an accident with a threshing machine. No, (laughs) At the the time of his first death, he was a poor farmer, but over the years, he did everything he could to remove that image, turning to a well-educated, accomplished, but completely humorless man who was obsessed with success. (laughs) (laughs) When he he was a farmer, he was so funny, he was actually doing uh, (laughs) stand-up once a week at the the barn. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out with jokes. He'd be like, hey, 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 father's wife, knock, knock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you imagine if he was in an accident. What about those cows, guys? Am I right? <laughs> he got like chopped up into tiny pieces. And then, like, maybe his like farmer's wife ran over and was like, oh no, it's the Ken. Oh. And then, like, just watched all the little pieces of him just go back together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how any of that works. I don't Wait, know. he's a farmer from Kansas? Like, is is he, like, Clark Kent's yeah. grandfather? and he's called Kent! Yeah. I was just thinking that. <gasps> oh, I think oh. there's some bullshit going on on that website. I, yeah, I want to know where these right. facts... Listen, if anybody's listening that knows Highlander facts, where are these facts coming from on this stupid website? Like, where's yeah, okay. it? Prediction. But also... Next episode. Next episode. This is all about, like, getting honor for your ancestors. Next episode. Uh, Duncan's living his best life in Seacouba. A guy walks into the antique store and he's like, excuse me, uh, hi, I'm from the Daily Planet and my name's Clark Kent. And then uh, and he's like, oh, nice to meet you. And then Clark Kent puts his glasses down, zoom, laser beams hit Duncan through the neck it's superman he came to get revenge for his granddad oh prediction next episode oh. i mean what would happen after that though if, if uh, duncan is dead um clark well, didn't like, cut up his actually... head so oh back. i yeah. thought he well i thought he beamed it he through, his neck. through his neck oh. but he was left his his neck was still held with a little strand so he did manage to regenerate um and then he ran back to paris to hide makes sense i don't know about this makes sense. <laughs> yeah i find this suspect <laughs> But it's 1994, so it's Dean Cain Superman. Oh, oh no! The worst Superman ever! Ah. Yeah, no. No good. Yeah, I need to understand where these fools are getting their facts. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, I love them. I appreciate them. But also, where the fuck are you getting these facts yeah. from? Dude? Are these from novels? Is this a comic book? Are these trading cards? I need to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'm, I'm okay with them being like, <laughs> yeah, someone made some artwork and we just decided to use that. Okay, cool. <laughs> 
Like, I don't care where they came from, but like, even if they were just like, we made up shit on Wikipedia. Cool. All right. That's fine. But just tell me that that's what you did. <laughs> like, I just want to know how this came about. All right. So, um, Ken is, yeah. So Ken goes over. Midori is there acting like, uh, you know, she didn't see what just happened. And she was like, hey, um, I looked for your briefcase and it wasn't there. And he goes, I know about Akira. Yeah. <laughs> Just no, whatever. That's... Way ahead of you, Bill. Yeah, he won't be coming back. Uh, and he said, uh, you understand, don't you? And he just tells her to come to bed. And I'm like, ooh, oh, gross. Ooh. And then he kisses her. Ooh. Oh, I know, this kiss was horrible. Was like, yeah, all of it is like so uncomfortable. Ugh. And when he's like stroking her face. Ooh. There was a fight um, between Lance and Patsy. Oh, that'd be I mean, fun. I mean, obviously Lance wins. He's a dragon. No. <laughs> um, but ha- what I'm asking is, how quick? Oh, it'd be. Uh, no, I think I think if it was a, a filmed fight, it would go on for a while, so we could all enjoy it. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so she pulls out a knife from like under a pillow or whatever, and <laughs> in between the couch cushions, <laughs> and stabs him with it, and technically murders him. Yeah. And shoulder she's, blades. Yeah. <laughs> And she's out. She's like, bye. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Goodbye. And now we are back in the dojo with Charlie. Oh, shocking. Sorry. Shocking. Also, yeah. who's this lady Charlie's training? And why don't we learn more about her? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Jenny. Her name is Jenny. <laughs> okay, all right. Because right. that's, that's what Charlie calls her, so I'm assuming. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know who she is, where she comes from, why she's not, you know, a regular. Like, <laughs> like Jenny, who are you? Do you come back? I don't, I don't see her in the credits, so. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's, I, I like the chart, like, we see Charlie training somebody. Um, and Duncan is, like, still like, hey, shouldn't you be, like, you know, slowing down? You were, like, almost dead. And Charlie's like, yeah, it's been, like, a minute since you've been here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has Duncan just not called him to they find out how he's been? been? Apparently. Yeah, they've just not been in touch at all. It's been six crazy. months. Jeez. Yeah. I love that Duncan walks in just so he has someone waiting for him in the office. Yeah. It's so funny. Unless she's um, been sitting there for like a month waiting for Duncan. Yeah. Um, I'm not impressed with Charlie's workout outfit, and I'm no. not impressed with Duncan and his hair down. <laughs> no, I'm just bad. Yeah. But I'm glad to Charlie. Did this. Yeah, no, I, I was too. Uh, but immediately when we saw Charlie, I was like, I guess Richie's on this yeah. episode. It's so dumb. Like, it's why do I know that? <laughs> so weird. Um, there's a guy doing high kicks in the back with shorty shorts on. <laughs> oh, choice. Um, all right. So, yeah, Midori is waiting for him in his office. And Duncan, like, kind of looks like he recognizes her, but obviously. Yeah. Same thing. And then we do get, like, a small flash of Maya. Well, because we get the flash of Maya and he looks like he recognizes her, I couldn't remember last week's description. I was like, is she the immortal? And, like, she's asking Duncan for help, and she's like, I murdered my husband, and the quandary, she murdered a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same. I I knew there was another immortal, clearly, but I just couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one it was. I mean, as soon as Stephen McHattie was talking way too much about a sword, I was like, oh, okay, well, he's an immortal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought he was a sword nerd. <laughs> he was representing the audience at the time sword watching nerd. the show. <laughs> That'd be amazing if a, if a sword nerd uh, meets an immortal. <laughs> um. Yeah. So 
I, I was laughing. I was like, I mean, because obviously it's a, you know, same actress, but I was just like, so what if it's not a flashback? What if it's just like her, like he met her at like a convention somewhere? <laughs> She's just wearing this outfit. Um, but yeah, so he, he has the recognition of someone in his, in, in, from a long time ago. Uh, and he takes Majori up to his loft. At any point in time, were you like me and thought, are they going to fuck at some point? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I just assume anytime there's a female in the show. Duncan's like, one. Yeah, when is Duncan going to fuck this person? All right. So she goes up there and she's like, hey, um heard you might be able to help me but she's like kind of cagey about it which makes sense because it's a it's a weird ask i have a million questions because she was in japan she has flown overseas to seacouver to meet duncan mcleod as though there's no one else named mcleod on the face of the earth how does she how does she know that this is the right mcleod i mean what if what if it was supposed to be connor I'll help you, don't worry. It's like, good luck finding that guy. I mean, I guess you just gotta look for the dude wearing the white sneakers. I mean, it's seemingly all that she knows is that her ancestor was made a promise by one of his ancestors that if they ever needed help, they could go there. And she's like, well, I guess I'll go. Like, how? 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 Imagine if you had a family story, it's like, hey, um, listen, if you ever get in trouble, uh, we were made a promise by the Smith family, a long time ago um <laughs> and they said that they would help out now i just gotta go find uh, a member of that smith family yeah it was because in dusty reviews he also had a problem with that but he was like maybe it's something like and i didn't just so we're all clear i did not see this as like any cut lines or anything like that so you know this is all speculation but maybe it's something like duncan has went back to visit the family and so the mom knows okay. it's Duncan. But again, that's like totally yeah. speculation because mm-hmm. there's nothing to indicate that that's what's actually happened. Um, except for the line where she talks about her mother definitely swore that the, this whole thing was true. Like it was very specifically her mom's. So I don't know. Um, what did but- Duncan <laughs> He can't. He can't have kids. But I also thought that for a second and then was like, oh yeah, he can't have kids. So, Because <laughs> also when we meet Maya, I was like, did he fuck Maya? Because <laughs> I, I just assume he's going to fuck not somebody. not being able to have kids is to get around potential issue incest. That's what I yeah. think too. Which is fine. That's yeah. fair. Listen, it's, um, it's not incest if it's 12 generations. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Ew. Uh... All right, so, um, yeah, but it's interesting I uh, because I'm like you. It's like, if that's not the case where he's kind of somehow kept in contact with this family over the years, mm-hmm. then, like, also, it's just a weird story to pass down for hundreds of years. Yeah. Like, we, sh- we should have a flashback where we see him going, like, every 50 years and being, yeah. and checking in with the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, by the way, here's here's uh, my family's contact information in case you should ever need me. Bye! Yeah. But, and also, like, like, because Duncan says the Kotos can always come back, can come to the McClouds for help. So he really did leave it open. Like, if, yeah. <laughs> if they want to find Connor or any of the other Connor's got like 50 calls. Who are these Japanese people? They keep calling me. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going um, to Kmart to buy some sneakers. Eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, lo- I love the idea that Connor loves Kmart. It's his favorite store. <laughs> um, I, I I like this idea too that the family has kept this like spyglass this whole time. Yeah. Um, she looks very professional, by the way, in her little black blazer and her white top and her yeah. little pearls. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she looks like she was about to go to a business meeting and then she ends up fucking at a gym <laughs> with with Duncan, looking like he looks. Um, so. We get a coffee flashback. <laughs> yeah, we go into a coffee cup. We're like, wee. That's like, feet was weird flashbacks this episode. I'm going to skip Very ahead. much so. Oh, yeah. Why does Stephen McHattie have a flashback of the, like, the place where he Why? wasn't there? Yeah. He has a flashback to Duncan in Japan. And I was like, maybe Stephen McHattie is going to like attack that no well i mean well duncan is there during that flashback time so i think that duncan is having that flashback we're just seeing stephen mccaddy open look at the i think the spyglass or whatever but it looked like stephen having yeah but it was duncan right there so standing right there so it was way before Um, stephen mccaddy had that terrible thresher incident (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so it's uh japan 1778 the beach (laughs) so uh Duncan is lying in the grossest water ever. Uh, face down. It's so fucking gross. Yeah, face down. He and was face down, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Hidea rolls his body over and examines him, and he's dead. And then when he looks up, there's, like, dudes there to fight him. <laughs> now, why? Because what we're told later is that they're after him because he saved mm-hmm. him. But, like, why yeah. are they fighting now? Yeah. yeah I didn't get that. I don't know. How dare you have have a barbarian dead on your land? Also, Duncan says that he'd been in that water for three days. Yeah. Like, um, is this guy just been, like, leaving the dead body there for three days? Maybe that's why they're coming to kill him. Hey, get that dead body <laughs> out of here. It's gross. Clean up so the beach. So I'm guessing he only revived because the guy turned him over. Yeah. Because even though we know yes, Connor McLeod yeah, was breathing underwater... Yeah. Oh, so if no one turned him over, he'd just be there forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was gross. Yeah, because I, I thought about all that too. I was like, oh god, he's just been there like floating and then re-dying. But he's, he's also just like, probably... he's, like how... he's like five steps away from this guy's house. Like, what's yeah. up? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess this guy hasn't been to the beach in a while. Been having his ceremonial teas in the house. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Duncan helps him, like, with these guys fighting him, and, uh, Hideo swings in, like, his own katana and, like, knocks off Duncan's sword. And <laughs> he chops it in half. So we're like, oh, yeah. Duncan's gonna get it so long. Yeah. yeah I, it's, it, it's the first time shot we see of him, but that's where I'm like, oh, so this is how he gets his sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Which I was, I was glad. Yeah. I was like, oh, sword backstory. <laughs> Um, and not only just sword backstory, but fighting style backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I do feel like for the flashbacks, this was a good episode. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So they're, let's see. They, I, I also was like, oh, we get a not quite Scottish <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> oh, he's Scottish in this episode. We love the, the bit where he was having a bath. Oh, yeah. And he's we'll just get like, I'm a, I'm a red blooded Scottish man or whatever it was. <laughs> Thing. I love it. It was so funny. Yeah. So we're back in present day, and um, Midori even tells Duncan, like, well, this is weird because that promise was made by an ancestor like 200 years ago. Yeah. So, but yeah. also, it's weird then that you showed up to this guy's house. It's weird <laughs> yeah. you flew across the world to do this. Yeah. Yeah. What about the phone? <laughs> 
I mean, I guess she wanted to get out of that apartment where she just killed somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Duncan's like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep my prom. I mean, I'll keep my ancestors' promise. <laughs> Um, like, I, I just wish that, like, if she knew that he was immortal, yeah. like, that wouldn't clean this up a bit. I, I I mean, I just, I don't see any reason why, other than for her to be surprised that her husband's immortal, but uh, whatever. Yeah, and, and even that, like, you can't just be like, well, I guess he's immortal. Like, you know, Duncan has to try and play that off, too. Yeah. Um, so she admits, like, yeah, yeah, I killed my husband because I watched him kill this guy, and that guy was, like, someone I was sleeping with, but still, like, that's murder, and then I'm a murderer, and then, you know, I don't know why you're gonna help me. (laughs) And Duncan's like, don't worry, I'll do anything to protect you. (laughs) It's like, whoa, all right. Um, let's see. Okay, now we're with Charlie again. Yay! Uh, Charlie's like, oh, hey, can we talk? Can we, can we, let's catch up. And Duncan's like, nah, I gotta go to Japan. (laughs) So, it's it for Charlie. So, after this, where are they? It just says hotel hallway. I'm assuming the hotel she's staying in locally. I don't think they're back in Japan. That's what I figured out eventually. Because Mm -hmm. I thought at first that, like, we were in Japan. Because it would also make sense of why, you know, he's there. But I was like, wait, what's going on? How, where are they getting to? I don't, it's it's very confusing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I kind of thought she was, they were in a hotel she was staying at. Yeah, that's, that's what makes sense. But at first, like, I, I just, I, I thought I was oh, missing yeah. a piece. I thought that they, maybe they'd gone to Japan and, like, maybe they were, like, at his office or something. Like, I couldn't figure it out. Because there was all the talk about the business. And I was like, okay, maybe they've gone to Japan. Now they're at the business that, you know, her family owns slash he controls. And he's there. But then I was like, oh, I guess we're not in Japan. Cool. No. Uh, I do like this, that he's just, like, standing around in the fucking hallway. Like, well, he comes out of the elevator and, like, just freaks her out. Which, you know, is scary if you think you murdered somebody and then they're there. Yeah. Or even if you think you seriously injured somebody. Like, maybe sure. you were, like, you misjudged and he wasn't dead. But still, like, he would be very injured. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. clearly is not. <laughs> Yeah, it's very scary. Yeah. And Majority tells Duncan, she's like, oh my God, he's back. Duncan's like, who? (laughs) Which I'm just like, who do you think? (laughs) Um, She says my husband. And then Duncan, of course, feels the buzz and uh, turns around and there's Kent. And uh, Duncan just goes, I won't let him hurt you. (laughs) It's like, all right. It's a real crazy thing that Duncan has with this honor, which I know we'll probably talk more in depth when we when they start saying the word honor 500 times in the episode. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Later it's come up so many Italian, times. I just started singing um, the song from Mulan to myself. Oh. It's like, we're singing honor to us all ancestors here, my <sighs> God, <laughs> seriously. Um, all right, so Midori is certain she killed him. And Duncan just goes, apparently not. <laughs> Right there. Yeah. Um, so he, he, Duncan says that he, she must have missed a vital organ. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just basically trying to make up why he would still be alive. Uh, yeah, the office we see Kent in is his yacht office. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about his yacht office for ever. He a yacht, yacht office, but he can't afford to have a separate bedroom lamp. <laughs> how, how long does it take to yacht from J- to Japan to Seacouver? Forever. Forever. Because seemingly, uh, like, did he, did, is, it a, is it a new yacht that he got there? 
Is he renting a yacht? Because this seems like his yacht. So does that yeah. mean she left to go find Duncan? And then he and he's like, guys, get on the boat. Get on the boat. We gotta go fast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this business is. Like, does he have happen to have a yacht office in Sea Cooper? <laughs> I think that's the good thing about in the bustling town of Sea Cooper. <laughs> in the yacht office, you only need the one. You can take it where you need to go. The problem yeah. is, it takes time to travel, and I don't understand how we got there. Um, he did have that thing on his desk, which I was like, oh, like I remember even making one of these like in school, where it's got like the blue oil and the water oh, on oh. top, and it, the like, noise is in this one though. Oh, I was like, you got the ocean in there? What's going on? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> but yeah, I was like. Oh, I remember those. This used to be like a thing that existed. Yeah. Um, They're meant to be like a de-stressor. Don't think it's working with this guy. Yeah. Uh, Kent tells his guys like, hey, I need to know everything about this Duncan McCloud. I want to know where he lives, what he's worth, who he knows, is he if he's connected. <laughs> yeah, is he single? We do miss, there is some cut lines, which also, add, oh, so he already says all of this, right? All of this. <laughs> and then there's additional cut lines where he says, I want to know what he had for breakfast, who he ate breakfast with, <laughs> which I'm just like, all right, all right. We get it. You want to know everything well, on about Monday, he, he had breakfast with Charlie, but on Tuesday, he had breakfast. Uh, <laughs> he can never, he never seemed to have breakfast with Charlie and Richie, so that's yeah. weird. <laughs> never, he never has, he's, he, it's always one or the other. Yeah. And then he also, we, we as part of that cut lines, we also would have found out he gave these guys three hours to find out everything about Duncan. <laughs> Um, and his one guy, his name is Haley, that has got the speaking role, says, It sounds more like more than business as usual, sir. <laughs> and Ken says, He has my wife. And these guys are like, oh, bring out the sword. So um, now they're back at the dojo. And uh, this is where we find out the Midori just married Kent because Kent uh, helped their failing family business. He had money and then more money. <laughs> yeah, because they were going to turn, what, her family shrine into a car park or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, okay. a, it's a real it's a real 80s we gotta save the rec center yeah. yeah um so she married him because she thought she would grow to love him and that he would love her but Michael doesn't love he possesses yeah and she hated being an object so I would be okay and with being an object if if there's like a rich person um like if, hey, any if rich ladies a- that want to possess <laughs> me as an object I'm cool there's an Anna Delvey situation oh Anna Delvey there. like listen if there are any any high function scammers out there ladies please get in contact <laughs> just contact via the podcast email or any of our yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get you in contact with brad if you'd like to surprise him get in contact with me i love surprise yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be part we'll of the scam something whatever out. Yeah. we'll figure it out what oh, we have is true fun. heads up he does want a wedding that is also a murder mystery dinner right <laughs> That, but that is my I'm one sure, point. yeah, I'm sure you would be down for that if you're the one for him. So. Listen, uh, you need to be a scammer. Um, um, no cats, um, and you have to be okay <gasps> with uh, murder mystery dinner. Those are the three things. That's those are the three things. Yeah, it's, it's not hard. Like, no. I have to get on with Cromwell. Like, yeah, well, of course. 
Who wouldn't get all the problems? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so, but Midori not getting along <laughs> with Kat, no matter how much she tried. Uh, she married Michael for the money and I thought would restore my family's honor. And then this is where we start talking about honor forever. <sighs> yep. Because she said that and then Duncan says honor has nothing to do with money. And then, uh, and then she talks about like the family shrine being turned into a parking lot. And then we get a flashback. How do we get in this flashback? I don't even remember. Is it? Hold on. Let's see. Oh, we get, um, Majori turns into the flashback. Oh. <laughs> No. <laughs> she starts walking away and then it turns oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. into yeah. her silhouette. <laughs> oh, so good. This show, like, never ceases to amaze me of what they will do to get into a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so we got Duncan and Hideo fighting. I love it. I love it. Because uh, Duncan is fighting like a boxer, and Hideo just throws him down to the mat. So <laughs> that's No right. big fucking deal. Um, <laughs> just throws him over, too. It's kind of crazy. Um, Duncan is not excited about this, by the way. That he's being <laughs> His ass is getting kicked by this guy. Um, but he does want to learn the ways of the samurai. Um, and uh, is this where we find out that they're barbarians yet? Or no, it might be the next scene. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Uh, so Maya comes, she's like watching them for a minute. She, ha- she like literally thinks Duncan, like when she talks about him being a barbarian, like she thinks that dude is trash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is she Pretty wrong? Great. No, it's great. Um, so they're practicing now with the swords, and, uh, this is where we get the sword sound, finally. Like, it's like Duncan has a sword that's making a sword sound. Yeah, love it. Um, and, you know, is talking about, like, swinging the sword, bring the mountain's power through you. Oh, by the way, just, uh... What is this bullshit? Just, I, because we haven't really talked about the timeline, um, because this is 1778. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Please. Um, prior to this, 1753, um, he was in Constantinople, um, nearly flayed alive when they came looking for Amanda. Um, (laughs) And this was two years before he wore that stupid outfit in China, so... (laughs) So just know, as of this point, he's two years away from wearing that Party City costume. (laughs) And he, the thing is, he's got awesome fucking Japanese pants in this. Yeah. <laughs> in 1778. Yeah. yeah. He, and then he goes wearing that part. Oof. I mean, is did he just go to like someone in China that sold him cheap ass stuff and he just thought it was for real? Definitely. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because these pants that he's wearing are amazing. Yeah. Like I want a pair of these Japanese pants that he's wearing. <laughs> They're so big. <laughs> um. Hidea says he has the samurai spirit. <laughs> uh, but they seem to be getting along and all that stuff. And uh, then Hidea tells him that whites are not welcome here in Japan. They are thought of as a contagion, a disease to be destroyed before I mean, it spreads. True, true. I mean, you know, I was like, For sure. <laughs> no. Um, and then he says, uh, the shogun, my king, barbarians have been put to death for over a hundred years. And uh, Duncan says, but I was shipwrecked. And Hideo says, no matter, you are a barbarian. They will see you. Uh, if they see you, you will be crucified and then beheaded. 
and then Duncan yeah, goes, oh, Because when he's like, you'll be, thought. you know, crucified or whatever, and Duncan's like, yeah, whatever, and then he's like, yeah, and then Duncan's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um... So, let's see. He's not even 200 years old yet. He's got so much life ahead of him. He's going to live to wear that terrible outfit. Mm-hmm. I love, like, all the scenery they've they've got. Like, where they're walking across, like, on the, um, the walkway over the pond and stuff. Yeah. They really did. I mean, they did do a good job, again, of this flashback. <laughs> Of all the flashback scenery and uh, and all of that stuff. Um, so he, then uh, Hideo says that, uh, he goes, well, when you see me, what do you see? And Duncan says, a man. And he goes, if you, what you see is not just Hideo Koto, but all the Kotos that live and all the Kotos that ever will live. We are different. Our rulers want no part of the West. This is why you cannot go beyond the walls. So, you know, Duncan again is like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just a dude. And it's like, no, you're a terrible white dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you smell. <laughs> yeah, you smell really bad. Uh, yeah. So he says that uh, he's going to leave for just a bit, but, you know, while he's gone, um, you know, Maya's supposed to take care of him. Yeah. And to get a bath ready. <laughs> and then we get this bath scene. Now, Claire, I know you've been so waiting good. all episode to talk about this bath I scene. I just love this scene. It's so funny. It's just, Adrian Paul is so funny scene. I, yeah. I just love it. It was, this whole scene was a delight. I loved everything about it. I like that these women are just not putting up with this shit. Uh, I like his his wobbly Scottish accent. I loved everything about this scene. Right? He looks like something out of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. <laughs> like, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> like, just gross and dirty, sitting in a tub. Um, these women are gorgeous. Their costuming is yes. just beautiful. And I was scared that they were going to get all wet with freaking Duncan moving around all over the place. Um, I was shocked he wouldn't let these ladies bathe him. I know. Yeah. What's wrong? Come on, Duncan. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because he says, excuse me, I'm trying to have a bath in here. And she says, it must be a new experience. <laughs> and yeah, he bathes, she's, what's he say? He once a he week. He says once a month. Oh, well, I wish oh, once, once a week, once a month. And she says, you smell like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, she really just does not like him. And it's great. Do you know what else I like in this episode is by the end of this flashback, they don't really, they don't really reconcile, do they? Him and Maya, you know, she mm. sort of blames him for her dad's death. Oh, yeah. And that's it. They yeah, don't yeah. like, you know, and I like that. I don't, I like that they don't reconcile. Yeah. It'd be too easy. Yeah, no, she thinks she's, I mean, like, really, like, I, in this episode, they basically say white people are trash and she sees him exactly as that. And the fact that, you know, her dad feels the need to commit suicide be over him, like, that's not gonna endear, <laughs> endear Duncan to her. So, yeah, she fucking hates this guy. Um, so they're sitting at dinner, um... And she, he's wearing, like, kind of a kimono thing. Yeah, that's what. And he, he says, I can't get used to wearing this. She says, or bathing daily. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, her kimono, again, is just gorgeous. So good. <laughs> uh, she's feeding him raw octopus. <laughs> I love Duncan's she faces. he eats it to tell that it's real. Yeah. And, like... Adrian Paul makes is making the best face. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, so he gets it down by, of course, chugging on some tea. And uh, and then this is where we find out the whole thing about, you know, her dad's a good man. And she says, uh, 
you know, but also, like, I'm gonna do what my dad says, but I don't actually need to talk to you, yeah. so. Also, who the hell are you turning your nose up at Octopus? Octopus is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's this Scottish. Is, again, they, a they guy. eat haggis. Yeah. Well, that's what I, okay, so that's what I said when we were watching it. I was like, he can't say shit. <laughs> like, yeah. he's yeah. eating haggis on the wreck, so. <laughs> Come on now, Duncan. Um, yeah. So then deep fried we... Mars bars that they do in Scotland. <laughs> uh, so we are back in current times and we're back in, in the loft. And Midori says she's brought so much shame upon her family. Um, and Duncan's trying to tell her, like, hey, you know, you can just, like, divorce this guy. Like, yeah. you know, stay married to him. Um, and she says, well, she goes, nah, I don't have any other choice. He asks where he would be staying. Answer about the boat. He has a boat he keeps here. The Golden Mystique. <laughs> so that's just a boat he keeps at Sea Cooper. Weird. Sea Cooper. Yeah. Seriously? I, so do all immortals just keep a boat somewhere? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A barge, a boat. Yeah. God. It's we see a lot boat. of immortals on boats. Like, this is a lot a of- sex barge. This guy's got a sex yacht. Um, no. Definitely not. No, this is his office yacht. <laughs> yeah, this is- this He's is not even boring. playing yacht rock on this yacht. <laughs> this is mid-level management yacht. <laughs> Yeah, but we've seen other immortals have boats. <laughs> like, they just have boats. Even Horton, who's not an immortal, had a boat. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what are these he people have boats? Do you think he had a more yeah. than them being? That was part oh, of it. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, Thank God he's dead. Ugh. Thank, yeah, for real. You'll never see him. Hopefully, he's not going to want to come back. I'm his twin, Horton. Horton. <laughs> oh it couldn't be Morton. It's got to be Borton. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Name them. <laughs> <laughs> so I invented <laughs> Okay, all right, that's fair. <laughs> um, all right, so he's gonna go talk to Kent, and she's like, uh, "That's not a good idea." And Duncan says, "I can be very charming when I want to be." <laughs> And um, as he's leaving, he talks to Charlie and he goes, uh, well, first of all, Charlie didn't know he was still around. (laughs) He left in Japan. (laughs) And he's like, oh, no, no, my business came to me. And he tells Charlie, like, hey, um, can you just make sure, like, someone, some people may come looking for my guest. If that happens, can you just, like, make sure she gets out of here? Poor Charlie. Like, like, Duncan's been back, like, five minutes. Yeah. He's such an asshole, too. Uh, but we'll get to that scene in a sec, because I do love, I actually love that scene. It's great. (laughs) Um, alright, so, Majori walks over to the elevator, she takes the spyglass, she leaves it on the shelf. Um, and I guess that's supposed to release him from his (laughs) obligation. Alright, cool. Your your family Uh, heirloom. Yeah. Um, alright, so we're at Kent's (laughs) yacht office. Uh, Haley says, um, you know, look, computers usually come up with something, but we've got, like, nothing on this guy. <laughs> he has a very little, very little history, and Kent says, you'd be surprised. I thought uh, he's, he's gonna, gonna stick around for longer, because they were doing this whole thing of, like, looking in stunk past. They've just yeah. been before, and I was like, oh, is he gonna be, like, you? He's obviously a very powerful guy. Is he gonna be, like, an ongoing villain? Yeah. What this tells me is that his henchmen suck, because yeah. anytime we've had somebody look into Duncan before they're like, he's like connected to like a million criminal files. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, they should have found that he had owned like an antique store or yeah. something. Yeah, like, these guys are terrible at their job. Yeah. So the only thing they come across is like this whole thing with the dojo, which Kent's like, oh, perfect. Okay. Of course he's got a dojo. <laughs> 
And he, uh, and he says, hey, that's that's where they where Midori is. So, like, go leave out the back and go over there. Look at this, look at this basic immortal bitch having a dojo. <laughs> Probably has a barge somewhere. God. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Having a uh, dojo is the pumpkin spice latte of immortals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Duncan hey, shows Duncan, up, Duncan, course. I got something for your dojo. It's a live, laugh, love sign. <laughs> <laughs> you basic-ass bitch. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, so Duncan's there, and uh, Kent's like, oh, thank you for saving me time. <laughs> I can <laughs> yeah. you. Um, and he says, you know, Duncan's just there to, like, say, like, hey, why don't you and Midori just, like, split up? <laughs> like, really easy. Yeah. I like Fish that Duncan's, yeah, like, Duncan's, like, both with both of these fools is just, like, you know that, like, divorce is legal, right? <laughs> like, you could just do that. <laughs> no one has to die. We don't have to fight. We don't have to do any, any of this. Um, and then Kent talks about, I guess, how beautiful or perfect Midori is, but he talks about her with, like, so like, little passion that it was just, yeah. like, weird. It's like her skin is, like, oscillating. Like, she's a, yeah, like a doll. There's no passion. Yeah, he like, says, right. haven't, haven't you seen the light in her eyes? The way the light plays on her skin like porcelain. She's a work of art. She's like a lion child like, that I want to steal. Her eyes are like sapphires, <laughs> but not old dusty sapphires. They're <laughs> no. like new shiny sapphires. <laughs> Remember that, guys? Remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, so Kent brings up to Duncan, I understand this is about, what is it about, guys? Honor for <laughs> you. <laughs> what about my honor? I'm her husband. She tried to kill me. <laughs> a man of honor doesn't come between a husband and his wife. Yeah, but, like, also, like, she honor tried to bullshit. kill you. So, like, I don't know. I think avoid, I like, the relationship contract. Yeah, I yeah. think that knife became, like, came between you and your wife. Like, yeah. that was it. Um, it's just weird. Okay, so, uh, yeah, it's just weird. The whole thing's weird. Um, so Duncan just says, look, she's under my protection, and if anything happens to her, I'm gonna have to kill you. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. It's so funny the way he says it. Yeah. I'm just gonna have to sorry. Yeah. Why are you sorry, Duncan? Uh, there can be only one. Exactly. Because Duncan loves douchebags. He <laughs> really does. Like, he's always going to bat for monsters. Yeah. Very weird. Especially if they're rich monsters. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, be very strange. Um, so... At the dojo. How was uh, there not a fight right there? Like, how how did that conversation end mm-hmm. with anything other than a sword fight? Yeah. Nothing. Like, all right, well, I agree. Well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree, <laughs> sir. That's literally how it ended. Goodbye, <laughs> That's sir. exactly how it ended. And a good day. Um, but you know who's fighting? Charlie's fighting these two guys in the dojo. Duncan just is watching. watching. <laughs> And not only is Charlie forced to fight these guys that Duncan has unleashed on them, like, she's already left. Yeah. 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 Charlie had to fight these guys for no reason. Charlie, you remember, like, had, like, this is, like, yeah, months later. It's not like it's years later. He had, like, life-threatening injuries. Yeah, well, I mean, Duncan was concerned about him doing training earlier, but you're going to just let him fight these guys? You're just going to stand it's really funny, though. <laughs> I gotta be honest, it was no. really funny. <laughs> because, I mean, clearly Charlie can handle himself. And he's he's doing a bang-up job. He's doing great. He's doing great. And um, when these guys see that Duncan is also there, they just, like, are like, okay, we're out of here. Gotta go. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Don't mind us. 
Um, yeah, so, and then I love this because Charlie says, so for six months, everything is quiet. I don't even get a hangnail. And all of a sudden you show up and I'm <laughs> fighting to save my teeth. Ah, oh, so good. Uh, so we're in the loft, and uh, Ch- Charlie's looking for Midori, and he ch- he thinks that Midori's been kidnapped because of the way Duncan was talking earlier. Yeah. And uh, Duncan finds a spyglass and says, "Nah, she she left on her own." And then Charlie asks, "What is that? A telescope?" No, guys, it's not a telescope. It's a vow, and she's releasing me from it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that line. (laughs) Do you think Charlie after that was like, no, for real though, that looks like a telescope. I don't, how is that a vow? I don't understand. (laughs) You know what, Are we looking at the same thing? (laughs) You know what I didn't miss? You being a dramatic little bitch. (laughs) Also, this guy sent this sign, live, laugh, love. What is this about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I don't know if you've, did you guys see this? Well, Claire probably didn't. Brad, did you see this week? There was like, uh, you know how like they do like some people put up Zillow pictures of like real crazy properties? Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, I saw <laughs> oh, it. No. But that's what this makes me think of <laughs> because <laughs> they had all these, <laughs> Claire, around this person's house, they had all these fucking signs like they went on a Michael's shopping spree and like a live, laugh, love type thing, yeah. right? Like all over the house. Hell, and then in their bedroom they had a sign that said pound town (laughs) (laughs) but it was like in the same font as all the other other, like we love laughter in this house yeah welcome friends (laughs) we cherish you guests and then pound town (laughs) (laughs) but every time brad you've been saying live laugh that's what I'm thinking about is the stupid pound down sign oh god um alright oh this is this is where Charlie's got the (laughs) the telescope thing the the spy glass and then he turns around looks at the camera and then we go into flashback (laughs) oh god it's so good yeah all right, so uh, we're just in a random room. But in like, I go's house. We we go we go a flashback like to like the the telescope. But we go to it. But like, it should be somebody else holding it up to their yeah. eye. Like it should have yeah. been Duncan holding yeah, it. Yeah, like they really missed the trick right there. Yeah. Um. So, but this is where uh, Duncan gives Hideo the spyglass, and he's very impressed by this barbarian that has something that has nice craftsmanship. <laughs> um. So, and then Hideo tells him about the sword that it's made made by Masahiro, the finest sword maker in Japan, and that the sword is already almost 200 years old and somewhat stronger than his iron sword. Um, and Hideo takes the spyglass and says, I, w- I will honor it as a token of our friendship because honor, 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 honor. It's all about honor, uh, yo. So, what happened? As I said, it's all about honor, yo. Obviously. Uh, How much so time do you guys spend thinking about honor? <laughs> None until I watch an episode of Highlander and then it's like all night I think about it. Um, So then uh, Hideo sees that these men are approaching and he calls out to Maya and he says, uh, hey, uh, take Duncan over and have a tea ceremony. Take him to Pound Town. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't take him to Pound Town. No, she does not want to do that. Um, and so she goes and she takes you know Duncan, even though she clearly is not happy with it. Sorry, you know mm-hmm. we have a store in the UK called Pound Land. Now Why? I just want it to be called Pound Town. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, I feel like it's not the same thing. We also used to have Pound World. We had Pound Land and Pound World. But now we only have Pound Land. But I wish we had Pound Land. Well, see, this is is what happens to... This is the death of the Great British Empire. (laughs) 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 It used to be Pound World. Now it's just Pound Land. Now next it's going to be Pound Street. Mm. Then it'll be pound tell. Then it'll be pound uh, street. Serves be... you right. Serves you right. This oh. is the price you pay for having that fucking song uh, for like eight million <laughs> weeks. Your top Which song. Which song? The, the best song ever. <laughs> oh mean? my god. Well, if you want to know how terrible Britain is, you can watch, uh, listen to some of the latest Ooh. Behind the Bastards podcast, where Ooh. they did a three-part special <laughs> on the Br- Britain genocide of Ireland. So that's always yep, fun. that's what we do. <laughs> one of the one of the one of the British genocides of Ireland. That, exactly. Yes, one of them. Yes, but it's it's just three episodes of horrific things after horrific things. Hey, this is what we do. I listen to all Us the best Brits. stuff while. I work. <laughs> All the most cheery things. That's what I'm listening to. That's how I start my day. Cup of coffee yes. and some genocide. <laughs> um, I mean, I wish we could start with a cup of coffee and releasing those dinosaurs. <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right. So we're still in the flashback. We're now with Duncan and Maya, and uh, she's doing tea ceremony. Tea ceremony, and <laughs> Duncan's just like, I don't know when to drink this. <laughs> <laughs> I love Duncan. Just like, just not like. I get that you don't understand the tea ceremony, but like, you're, he really is playing up this barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I- idea of what a white dude is. Um, this is my favorite kimono she's wearing, by the way. It mm-hmm, is gorgeous. Yeah. The colors and everything and the way that they like have her seated with it like kind of flared out. It's so pretty. Um, so she's talking about her dad and that, um, again, honor. My father asked me to do this for you, to honor you. <laughs> um, and then they talk about friends and enemies and what's the difference. And, and uh And frenemies. Yeah, they also talk about frenemies. (laughs) Uh, And Duncan says, well, you know, like, I saved your dad, so that's why we're friends. And she's like, "Uh, no, because by not killing you on the beach, he killed himself. Because one of those guys, the one that ran away, saw that fought with Duncan, and now they're going to kill him. I don't know why they were there to fight with him earlier. Yeah, that's, that's my question. I... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, she says, uh, let's see, because the Shogun has ordered the death of all Gaijin and disobedience is punished by death. That is what those men have come to tell him. You should have let him die in battle. At least he would have been an honor. It would have been an honorable death. Um, and then we've got the scene with Duncan talking to Hideo, uh, saying like, hey, uh, Maya told me like everything, like what the fuck's happening? And he goes, well... You know, I, I've got to kind of die now because I let you live. <laughs> so it's best I just kill myself. And Duncan talks about like, hey, why don't... Look, I'm an immortal. Let me be straight with you. I'm an immortal. <laughs> I can't die. So why don't you just kill me and like let them think that you killed me? And then like, we're all good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, which honestly, yeah. <laughs> Real simple solution. Yeah. But he said, nope. God. He says, uh, we're... Uh, it, where does he... What is his line? It's something about, basically, it would be... Uh, 
It, you can't have honor by telling a lie. I fuck or awful, something like that. Man. Like, stop being a nerd. Yeah. Yeah, this guy needs to be pushed into a locker a couple of times. Like, fuck <laughs> off with this shit. But Duncan is all about this shit. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Duncan is all about this. So, like, I wonder, because how old is Duncan at this point in 1778? So, he's a baby. Yeah, he's, he's just under 200. He's just under 200. Okay. Because, like, I just wonder, like, how much of this... So, we know that this, obviously, is where he gets a sword. This is where he starts to learn kind of, like, more traditional forms of fighting. And I wonder if this is where Duncan, like, takes on... Between this and then meeting up later with Darius, like, this idea of honor and what that means. Because it's real kooky. Like, this is crazy. And sad. And I've never heard the word honor so many times Uh, in one episode, except for episodes where Duncan talks about his fucking honor. Like, that's the only other time. And I'm just like, I just feel like, is this where Duncan kind of like starts holding on to what that idea is? I mean, the lamest place to pick it up because this is dumb. This is dumb shit. Yeah. Like, also, um, Duncan, like, I, I like, I know he uh, he offers to, like, you know, fake his death to get yeah. him out of this. But, like, beyond that, he's not really trying to do anything. And I feel like you, if you're accepting that you made this mess, like, you mm-hmm. need to try to clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> it's a... Uh... Oh, this, that's the line. You cannot save honor with a lie. That's Hadea's line. Um, I do like when he when he's trying to explain that he's immortal. I, I really thought it was hilarious because he's trying to tell him like, hey, you know, like, I can't die. So like, why don't you just kill me with your sword? And then because uh, he, he says, I will not die. And Hadea says, if I kill you, you will die. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny because it was just like the concept of being immortal. I feel like anytime Duncan has shared this or any of the immortals have like it's come up. I feel like people grasp that concept way too quickly, yeah. <laughs> including this time. Because I feel like, yeah, we know Duncan's an immortal, but maybe Hadio is still just like, OK, this guy's just really bullshitting. So like he's just saying things to make me feel like there's another opportunity, like another option. Because I can't see how Hadio actually that quickly believes he's an immortal. Yeah. Or doesn't what that means. It. Doesn't ask for proof no. or anything. Yeah, exactly. No. Well, it's they really kind of the scene where he then uh, shot himself in the head with a blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the only one where I'm like, well, okay, well, that makes sense why Tessa believes he's immortal because he fucking killed himself in front of her. <laughs> I would love Duncan to pull out, like, like an old, ti- like one of those old timey guns <laughs> and shoot oh. himself in the chest. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah, so I just, there's just a lot of things that are just kind of strange in this episode with that, because I, I don't know, including this guy's split mustache. <laughs> the yeah. split mustache. We haven't talked about it, but it's not it's, good. No, I don't it's, like no, it. it's no good. It's no good. Um, Though I do so, really want to watch Shogun. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is also where, like, we get a scene outside where Hideo is saying, like, hey, um, will you, like, be my second? Will you, like, help me <laughs> kill myself if, like, I can't do it or whatever? Ugh. Also, when it's all done, you can have my sword. <laughs> you know, Hideo, yeah. why don't we just not have you die? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. It's, I mean, I just feel bad for Maya. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, so he has, like, a little ceremonial, like, knife thing that he, like, is- 
he actually shoves in his... I guess that's how he kills himself? Yeah. And then Duncan, I don't know, beheads him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happens. I- very strange. Yeah. Uh, it's no good. It's no good. Yeah. Um, because, like, if Duncan beheads him, then it won't look like he committed suicide, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, where's the honor in that? I'd like to know. Um, so we see all this. Also, Oh, also, uh, we haven't mentioned, but Duncan now has a very hardcore man bun. <laughs> yeah. It was all of a sudden he goes from having, like, his wild Scottish hair to having, like, the most man bun that has ever man bun on the show. Yeah. Um, Again, do not like man bun on Duncan. Like, I mean, it's better than the hair loose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the no, preference no, no. is ponytail, I guess. Well, I don't mind the man bun. I don't know if a man bun's yeah. better than a ponytail. Um, yeah, I mean, he's okay. He's fine. Yeah. It's, I don't, I it's don't not the hair down. I cannot. I can't do it with the yeah, hair down like that. Though. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah, hair down is bad, but yeah. man bun is not. Come on. It's not great, but it's Who better than hair down. you think you are? The Flash Duncan? <laughs> um, all right. I mean, so he does get into a lot of fights. Oh my god, why? Why does he... I Why? I just want to understand him as a human. <laughs> like, I just want to understand what that guy's deal is. Yeah. Flash, what's going on with you? <laughs> Seriously. Um. Alright, so Majori shows back up at Ken's, and Ken is like, Welcome home to my, <laughs> my middle management yacht office. <laughs> Um, and then Duncan and Char- Duncan and Charlie go, I guess, to the yacht, and they're looking around. I mean, what does Charlie think is happening? Great question. Yeah. Because I guess Duncan must have said, hey, we're going to go find Majori, because Charlie says, I don't know, if I were her, this is the last place I'd come. Yeah. And Duncan says, she didn't run, she made a choice. So at that point, shouldn't Duncan just back the fuck off? Yeah, you'd think so. Mm-hmm. Not Duncan. Yeah. Um, and then even Charlie says, well, then what are we doing here? She went back to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of our hands. Charlie being the voice of reason. <laughs> I've missed him so much. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really interesting if him and Richie were in episodes again. Yeah, I just want to... <laughs> um, so Duncan says, well, I guess we'll just go back to the dojo to... Ca- and, uh, you know, I guess I gotta just catch a plane to Japan. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, so crazy. And even Charlie's like, all right, I guess. See you in another six months, I guess, maybe? Yeah. Um, so now we're out at the shrine and, you know, Duncan finds uh, Midori out there. And uh, <laughs> she just says, she goes, McLeod, how did you know I was here? I'm like, well, <laughs> this is your fucking home. Like, <laughs> like why wouldn't you know that? Um, and he says, this is where your heart is, not with Kent. <laughs> Oh, God. Duncan. Just looking at this place, thinking how great a parking lot would be here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great spot. Middle of the woods, perfect place for a parking lot. (laughs) Um, So she chooses this destiny. She chooses to live with everything. And what happened to me, it, it isn't important. Um, and then she starts talking a little bit about Hideo Koto. Because of him, that Koto name has remained great. And I'm like, which already was like, all right. But like when she starts talking more about him later on, I'm like, you don't fucking know him. Like you yeah. never met him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so weird. Like, and what do you know yeah. about him? Like that he committed suicide to protect his honor? Yeah. And that's like, oh, cool guy. What a great dude. Yeah. Like he was going to be dishonored. So he killed himself to protect the family honor. Uh, if he hadn't done that, man, our name would be Mud. Boy, I'm so glad that my great, 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 yeah. great, great grandfather committed suicide. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. Mm. 
So, like, looking up, like, Harry Carey, right, which is what he, mm-hmm. he did. So, it says it was a practice by Japanese samurai or decreed by the court. So, like, they weren't going to commit you to death penalty. They were just going to tell you to, like, go kill yourself. <laughs> it was a real Twitter situation <laughs> back in the 1700s in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also Harold from Harold and Ward does it as well as death. Oh, jeez. With a little retracting knife. I mean, cool. see, here's the difference between back in the day and now. Like, that was self-canceling. Now, yeah. now there's just people, <laughs> now there's just, oh, people, they're coming to get you. Back then, you could self-cancel respectfully with honor. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so... It's, I mean, granted, it was a thing. So I guess, like, as far as the show goes, fine. (laughs) But they make it seem like she's kind of doing the modern day version of that by staying with Kent. Like, that's how she's gonna keep her honor is because she's gonna stay with this guy that she clearly doesn't like because she thought she killed him. (laughs) So she says, honor, it isn't about making the right choice. It's about taking the consequences. And if I stay, I can regain that honor. Fuck off. But Duncan's gonna make her staying so much easier because he's gonna kill Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Because the difference of the Midori we see right now and the Midori in five minutes from now is like two completely different people. Mm -hmm. It's kind of great. Um, I'm glad Duncan's at least finally gonna pay off his debt to this sad sack family. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Duncan like turns around and pulls out his sword from wherever he had it. Mm-hmm. How do you, how <laughs> and did you get through like, customs? Yeah. And yeah, she's I like, I guess so. And she's like, how did you have my family's sword? <laughs> and, uh, well, how do you recognize your family's sword? That hasn't been in your family for 200 years. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it like has the, the, the Koto name on it somewhere. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. But she recognizes it real, real quickly. I don't, so I'm not sure. Um, and then I like that Duncan says, because she asks where she, where he got it from, and she goes, he goes from Hideo, and then like obviously realizes <laughs> I can't say that, and she, he says through the generations, through the generations. <laughs> um, and she's like, no, 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 I release you from the vow. <laughs> And Duncan says, you can't. The vow wasn't made by you. Which is, I mean, then you shouldn't be protecting her because the vow isn't about her. So I don't, I don't understand how this works. Also, I think a a vow should only last for, I don't know, 30 years tops. I think we get all vows after 30 years. I declare vow bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, So he goes to fight Kent. They fight. uh, Their fight is fun. Their fight is uh, interesting over the water and all that yeah, it's jazz. Cool. Yeah. Um, him catching the sword, especially now that we know all the details that went into that sword catching yeah. thing. <laughs> I do love it immediately, though. He's Duncan's like, hey, we can't fight here. This is holy ground. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> like, Well, <laughs> Tan and I were both like, so how do you know when you're not on holy ground anymore? Yeah. <laughs> and Dan goes, did they do like, did they look up the parcel? Like, hold on. Let me pull up <laughs> the map on. Luckily, nowadays, on there's, the, uh, there's an app tells you yeah there's an there's yeah. an app for that of where the holy ground is because i'm just not sure how they knew exactly when they were off holy ground <laughs> like how far did they have to walk yeah because it didn't seem that far no out of, um, out of eye shot of the shri- family shrine i guess yeah um 
This is something uh, that Dan brings up when we're watching this, is, like, Duncan gets out of these fights real quick by, for instance, in this one, catching the sword with his hand, right? So he's still fighting, even when he doesn't have his sword. But everyone else, they just sit there and wait for Duncan to take their head. Every other person Duncan fights. Like, they don't try and get away. They don't try and do anything. Yeah. They know their time has come. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, Claire, <laughs> what did you think of this Little Mermaid quickening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty high score, Tammy, I have to say. <laughs> um, please explain uh, to Brad uh, about the Little Mermaid. Well, Brad, Brad, I think that was one of the last Disney movies yeah, you saw, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Brad's watched Little Mermaid. Um, <laughs> I Okay, so when he's over there... Um, then the quickening begins, right? So we yes. get like the little shadow thing, which we've now had the last couple episodes and clearly is going to continue on now this like shadow of a quickening smoke, smoke monster of a quickening. Mm-hmm. And then it does look like he like expands the electricity between his hands. Yeah. And then I, while we're watching it, I'm sitting there going, there better be some water splashes behind him. <laughs> like Little Mermaid. Oh, there <laughs> like, is. There has to be. There has to be. And uh, I was very excited. That is exactly what they did. Not just once, not just twice, but I think three times, lady, they yep. did it. He falls to his knees. It's on a cliff. Uh, water splashing behind. He's, he's part of our world. It's uh, beautiful. And like the one, the last one that like comes up over him and just soaks him. And then Free Willy great. jumps over him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if they had like a dolphin in the back or some oh. shit. Like, <laughs> but a full Lisa Frank dolphin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, what other dolphin? Yeah. What other dolphin? But uh, neon. Yeah. It was... So- I loved it so <laughs> much. <laughs> it's like, oh, we haven't had a great quickening like that in a while. That was, no. that was beautiful. Um, so we're back at the shrine. Midori is now full-on kimono. Yeah. <laughs> and a beautiful kimono. Beautiful kimono. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> not, I don't know what's happening. Um, and then she talks more about Hideo. She says sometimes she's there and she half expects him to come marching towards her, yes. which is weird. Yeah. He yes. died over 200 years ago, yet I still feel him. Maybe there is such a thing as immortality. Mm-hmm. And uh, I Maybe there is. Maybe. Yeah. And she says, I, I can't hear his voice. I've never seen a picture of him, yet I miss him. How can I thank someone for giving me back my life? So, because I've got a checkle, dude. This is all kinds of cringe. I don't understand it. I'm not yeah. sure. Like, does this lady really have this connection with this dead relative? I think not. No. I don't know what's happening. I mean, if it's an excuse to wear that kimono, fine. <laughs> I mean, the thing I'll is, allow like, it. <laughs> I, but is this, this is not dissimilar to like weirdos in the South that are like, my ancestor was in the Civil War and he was yeah. a hero and I dress up on the weekends oh, now. Oh, God. I guess so. I guess you're right. Like, it's just, I, I, I guess I don't understand either one. Like, so. I, I, well, I don't understand because, like, I don't like my family members that are alive. Like, I can't imagine, like, family <laughs> members from 200 years ago, me, like, giving a fuck about them. Yeah. So weird. Like, everyone was shittier 200 years ago. That's just yeah. an absolute fact. Like, there is no way you should give a fuck about somebody from 200 years ago. It's not, I don't get it. Hmm. 
Like, I mean, unless he left them a bunch of money and she thanks him for leaving them a bunch of money. <laughs> they, thank you for this generational wealth that we've acquired. Yeah. Even then, like, you thank him yeah. and it's just like, yeah, you've got it. Cool. I, I think yeah. I think the family members that came later that weren't dumb enough to lose it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just very... It's And it's also just... Uh, Okay, so I was gonna say it's also very racist to like write a show that <laughs> incorporates this as if this is the way Japanese people yeah, just yeah, act yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. But also to your point, there are definitely Southern people who act like this. So yeah, I'm like, well, yeah. maybe not then. So what yeah. else? So I take I take back my comment that I didn't make. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, but we are we are playing with all the the tropes of Japanese oh, yeah, yeah. samurai yeah. honor bullshit. Like for sure, I, the fact that we have Harry Carey in this episode is like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty intense already. Um, all right. Well, that was the episode. It wasn't bad. It wasn't the best. It just, sh- I feel like there should have been a better episode for the first episode. Of the yeah, season. definitely. Yeah. It's a bit me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. it's just not great. Yeah. Um, so let's see what we got here. We've got best dress, worst dress. Kimono. I mean, yeah, but which one? There's the so one. many. Last one. The blue one or the one uh, uh, Midori's wearing at the very end? Uh, I thought the one she wore at the very end, what I remember. Okay. Hmm. Disagree. Yeah, because I really kind of like the blue one that Maya's wearing when she one. does the the ceremony, the yeah. tea oh, ceremony. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm looking at the one at the end. Yeah, I'm not feeling I like, it. I, I mean, I do, I do like the one at the end. Like, if someone wants to give that to me, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> what about but Duncan's that... bun? What about Duncan in that that wet shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the little Duncan, I mean, no, look. Duncan, yes. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Uh, worst dress. Uh, oh, I will say honorable mention to the, the Japanese pants that Duncan wears when oh, he's yeah. going yeah, to fight cool. because cool. I want those so worst fucking bad. Dress. Okay. Um, Charlie's workout gear. Oh, yeah, Charlie. Oh, God. And then it's Charlie so bad. tries to class it up by putting a hoodie over it. Yeah. No, it's like, stop and it, it Charlie. It's still sweaty and gross. What are you doing putting a hoodie on? <sighs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, Charlie. I'm glad you're back. Charlie, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm glad you're back too, but God, worst dress. What about sure. Richie's worst best in his cloak of invisibility? <laughs> <laughs> nope, couldn't see it. Oh, so. oh, oh, wait, wait. Other contender for worst dress. Um, Duncan in the clothes that he had spent three days face oh. down in the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's actually probably more disgusting Ugh. than Charlie's yeah, sweaty true. workout clothes. No, I think you're right, yeah. right. <laughs> that water was so fucking gross. Yeah. It was so gross. Um, also, he was shipwrecked. Where the fuck was he sailing from? Yeah, where was, <laughs> where was he coming from? Where was he going? Yeah. And it was just a beach. How did he get shipwrecked on a little beach? <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. Um, all right. Who won and who lost? Kent lost. I think. Because he's been killed by multiple um, characters now. I can't remember if Vincent <laughs> killed him. I'm going to say I can't. Vincent killed everyone, so... I was gonna say uh, that Maya lost because her dad killed himself. Yeah, true. And she had to like bathe Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she just had a shitty time with a yeah. gross white dude. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I think you're right. Who won? Did majority now win? Because <laughs> yeah. Ding Dong yeah. Kent is dead? Yeah. Like, yeah. she was the most excited human at the end of this episode. <laughs> I mean... It was really kind of hilarious. Like, oh, thank you for killing this guy for me. Oh, man. <laughs> if only you had done this, like, two weeks earlier, my boyfriend was still alive. But, uh, exactly. You know what? Oh, Akira. I got the Aww. money, though, so I guess uh, I'm good. So funny. Um, all right. Do you guys want to tell me what is happening on yes. episode two? Yeah. Season yes, Tammy. Oh. Okay. Oh. So, oh. episode two, Line of Fire. An old girlfriend of Richie's reappears, <gasps> claiming he is the father of her son. How can Whoa. he be? He's nine years old. Meanwhile, evil immortal biker, Kern, who killed, oh no, who killed Duncan's Native American family centuries ago, <laughs> oh. arrives what? into town to challenge Duncan. Oh no. Duncan's what? like Duncan's like full on Wolverine, right? Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, immortal, likes going to Japan, has a Native American family. Like, come on. This is just, also, isn't this Kern just Worf's brother on Star Trek? Is it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think um, Kern is one of Skeletor's um, uh, little soldiers. Maybe, oh no, that's Kerg. 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 Yeah, because I just remember Evil Lynn in the Master of Universe film going, the Beast Man and Karg. <laughs> well, I thought yes. it was <laughs> Um, guys. Um, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Brad, what you got? Uh, here, yeah, here's what here, here, Donna, a girl Richie dated briefly several years ago, returns several with her. Years? How old was he? Ten. I, several years ago, <laughs> returns with her 18 month old son. So, um, do the math no. on several years ago. Yeah, um, 18 no. month old son. That doesn't work on, on no. the front. A very long pregnancy. God, yeah. she had a real, J- um, what's it called? Uh, Kyle X Y pregnancy. Who she oh, claims. I was going to say Scully pregnancy. Yeah. True, yeah, yeah. Who claims she is Richie's exclamation point, while McLeod reminds him that it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> that immortals are unable to have children. Richie sees also, this as an the opportunity. doesn't work. Yeah. Dude. Richie sees this as the opportunity to have the family he never had and will never be able to again. Oh when Kern, an evil immortal, rides into town, McCloud is reminded of his own foster son, uh, Kanai. Kanai? Um, Isn't Kanai the name of, um, the, the brother in Brother Bear? I don't, that I don't know. Kanai. <laughs> and his Sioux Indian mother, Little Deer, uh, were massacred over a hundred years ago by U.S. soldiers led by Kern, then a mercenary scout. I mean, we're gonna learn about Duncan having a whole fucking family. Yeah. <laughs> That's which we we saw like the aftermath of that with Connor in the first stop. Yeah, that was one true. of those. That was one of those clips we saw. Yeah, that's um, right. I don't know, but it's just like I don't know. We didn't. We just didn't hear about it. So this the same actress, of course, that is playing Little Deer, also was the same actress that played Sarah Lightfoot. Because apparently, there's only one Native <laughs> oh, American no. actress in the world. So oh, no. yeah, you know, they're, they're in Canada. They're so they're so hard to find. <laughs> oh. Well, Canada did kill a bunch of them. So there's, there's that problem. Who did still more I mean, alive. Geez. They're still more alive there than there are here. For sure. For sure. Um, guys, I don't. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. But I'm gonna say in the, in on IMDb, 
It shows Stan Kirsch, Philip Aiken, and Jim Barnes no. uh, burns all in the episode. No. None of them say credit only. Well, that can't happen. Can all three of them be in an episode uh, together? Is that possible? Will fold in on itself. <laughs> nah, this is, this is a trick. This is a trick. Yeah. Maybe Charlie's in it and he dies in the first couple of <laughs> yeah. minutes. Well, I mean, <laughs> and then Stan Kirsch shows up. <laughs> we were talking about time Amazing. cop earlier. So if any of them are ever in the same scene and they touch, it'll be like in time cop <laughs> where like if you touch the per like you from a different time you just like time and space just folds in on itself and you become like a big blobby massive cgi oh oh my god it's so crazy um <laughs> if i if guys that was a total joke if that's what happens i'm not trying to spoil oh anyone but i am kind of like well i don't know how they're gonna do that and also make it so they're not in the same episode together <laughs> Mm. Uh, all right well anything else for this episode the samurai no i predict though that duncan is gonna get adamantium claws at some point (laughs) and he's gonna get we're gonna have an amnesia story that that i'm actually predicting that he's gonna get amnesia somehow and he's gonna forget it all that would be fun i predict Let's yeah. make that a two-parter. I can see that working. Oh, it has to be yeah. a two-part. I mean, when they did that in Jake 2.0, it was a two-part. <laughs> and that was when Jake 2.0 turned into Wolverine and he got amnesia and then he became a cage fire because when you have amnesia like Wolverine and Jake 2.0, that's what you do. So I predict that Duncan is going to go for Wolverine and he's going to get amnesia and become a cage fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, Done. I could see that. Yep. I could see that. All right. Well, we'll, There's only we'll so see many what plots happens. Guys, come on. <laughs> we'll see what happens in this season of, of Highlander. Yeah. Looking forward of to it. Amnesia, because he's lived so long, he actually just gets mad weary. Mad weary! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh, um, I am I, I'm looking forward to maybe more like sword fighting uh fun facts going yeah. forward. Yeah. I'm hoping like now that this guy was um talking in the first uh little behind the scenes thing maybe he talks more all right that was sam by the way <laughs> i thought it was like his, no coughing his lungs out for like Aww. hacking up a hairball i don't know what the fuck he's doing all right guys <laughs> well that's been an exciting episode and we're out bye goodbye bye everyone Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. 
but they fought with expert timing. They were funky China men from funky Chinatown. They were chopping them up, they were chopping them down. It's an ancient Chinese art, and everybody knew their part. From a fainting to a slip, and a kicking from the hip, everybody was going for. Oh. 